dancer, YouTuber, podcaster, home decorator, merch maker, entertainer, comedian, Megan Batum. Hi. Hello, friends, and welcome back to yet another episode of Overshare, the podcast, and also the YouTube video, because in case you didn't know, this is a podcast and a video. Hey, Lil. Whatever your preference is, you know. <laughs> so I'm Jocelyn, and I'm joined by my PIC, my partner in crime, Lily. I still don't understand what the point of partner in crime really is, because we haven't committed any, and we've talked about that before on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's it's supposed to be like a like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of, oh. or no, who's that? No, uh, Thelma and Louise. Oh, I liked them, but didn't they drive yeah. off of a cliff? I, I don't plan to do that. Just well, so we also didn't do anything out. illegal yet, so I don't think we have a reason to. <laughs> All right. Well, are you just ready to jump into the show? Let's do it. So over it. What she said. Okay, Lil, what's been grinding your gears this week? What are you over? Set it free, my friend. If you guys watch me on my own YouTube channel, you might be familiar, or on any of my social media. I've been pretty quiet about it recently, but you might be familiar with my um, quote unquote psycho neighbor saga. Oh gosh, it's a saga. Before we get any further, I will say I even put in the description of that video, I titled it that because that's what people title their neighbor stories. I, psycho is a bit of a leap here. Uh, very inconsiderate horrible people that I, I wouldn't even say dislike strongly. I hate. Yes, them. <laughs> That's who lives above me. And um, they've been causing me problems for the entire year or so that I've lived here. And I'm getting heated just thinking about it. Thank God they're not making noise because it does prevent me from filming quite a bit. Feels like earthquakes. And I try and film it. But like, if anyone has had neighbor noises in the past and has tried to film it, you know that the iPhone like it almost, it picks up like a frequency of like white noise that then drowns out any of like the really deep sounds. But like, I don't know how else to describe it other than I will have my noise canceling headphones on listening to things very loudly. And still I'll literally be like, like what's going on? Because the floor vibrates or my desk is shaking because I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Have you seen that commercial where the family's clogging upstairs? Yes, maybe that's what they're doing. If I hadn't seen him strictly wearing athleisure wear, I would think maybe, but he doesn't seem like a clogger to me. But this is, so all that grinds my gears. I'm over that just indefinitely. Obviously, yes. But do you know what I'm really over that is new information that came oh to my, my attention? Um, No, I don't. What? So since getting my dog, um, I have met anyone that has a dog in this neighborhood. And yes. if- you have a dog, you know that people get real chatty, of course. Uh, mostly with your dog. But there's been a lot of people that it's more like older people, like, of it, course, like past their 60s that are my best friends. It's kind of a one sided friendship. They just kind of talk <laughs> at me and I'm just like kind of high and staring at them. But um, <laughs> this one sweet old man lives two floors above me. So that means he lives right above my horrible scum of the earth neighbors. Are you telling me you have two layers of neighbors above you? That's yeah, a lot of a, neighbors. It's a lot of I neighbors. A, I honestly didn't even think about it when I moved in because I had only been living in two story places on top. But then I think back to college even, and it was, I lived in like a, it was like a 12 story yeah. apartment building and I was on the fifth floor and it was fine. 
Like, this is unreal how much noise they make. And it's at very weird times of the night. But regardless, they also have been having parties all of the quarantine. Like, I think maybe the last week they could have gotten away with it. But other than that, it was like weeks ago, month, like a month ago. They're having like a lot of people over to the point that I go outside to take Max out and I see like 10 people on the balcony. You should call Governor Gavin, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I'm sure he would come directly and solve the you problem. You never know. Well, and people have told me to report it, but I also am like, I, I think a lot of them are family gatherings. And I d- feel like, one, they can say that more people live there than they do. And two, I don't want to, like, that feels like not, I mean, You don't yes, want to get mixed they, up in that. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm like, he's already pissed off enough at me because did I tell you that he's seen my YouTube video? Oh, I did know that he saw the video you made about him called My Psycho Neighbors. Um, yes, I did know that your neighbors saw the video you made about him. To be honest, I think from his perspective, he should be uh, thankful it wasn't 10 times harsher Worse. because yes. of what a dick he has been. Yeah. But, um, and I know he's not listening to this podcast because that feels a little excessive. But but I'll send it over. I'll send a link. I'll send him a long link. Long story short, the old man that lives above him, who I want to go up and like see if he wants to take clogging lessons with me and we can do it in their apartment just to get... <laughs> get some revenge but I run into him he's walking his cocker spaniel outside um I've met him and his wife they're like from Jersey and they actually only have the place so their grandkids can come visit oh not only does he tell me that the grandkids were running around for a sec he goes they were being too loud I was already telling them to quiet down it was not more than a second when that fucker starts banging on the ceiling I'm like he was banging on your ceiling for just uh, just a short period of time Anytime I've done that, he literally has either come down here and started yelling at me or called the management and like complained that I was like banging on the ceiling at weird hours of the night. Why the fuck would I bang on the ceiling unless you were being really fucking loud? Are you kidding? Why would that be something I'm doing? That makes no sense. So the psycho neighbor is now complaining to the person above. The elderly couple that is literally almost 80. Oh my gosh. And... He's so this he stopped me, though, because he was talking to me about how no one ever wears masks in our elevator except me. (laughs) And he was like, I just like I feel like and he like has his mask on outside, too. And he's like, I feel like I should like ask the management. But like, what do you think's the best way? And I'm like, honestly, I emailed them weeks ago to tell them about the parties that the people below you and above me are having. And they have done nothing. I've seen no public notices or anything put out. So good luck. And then also. I find out from him, we have a building manager. You didn't know you had a building manager? I especially didn't know we had a building manager because guess who it is? The people that live below me that have the fucking karaoke parties (laughs) and are so loud and that their mother-in-law or like one of their moms comes to, they have a baby. They're usually very quiet and they're nice. We've always just been fine. They always seemed a little mad at me for some reason, which I've never understood well, because I definitely because, don't make noise. But the thing is that it's just communal living. Like you are going to hear things. You just have to be as respectful as possible. But then I find they're, they're the building managers. Literally, if I get one more notice on my door about how people are smoking cigarettes outside on their balconies and stuff, I the, their mo- the, the mom that comes to stay with them literally smokes in the stairway and I'll go in there and take Max out. I'm like, <laughs> like, and it's just like, 
cigarette smoke hotbox the entire, like full stairway, the entire building and like cigarette butts all outside. It's literally their family. So I'm like, and I'm pretty sure that they're friends with the third floor people. So I'm pretty sure that's why nothing's ever happened because it's a huge conspiracy because they all just are loud and don't care. And yeah, it sounds like you need to move is what it sounds like. So we need to start looking for a new place for you. Um, and I think you need to interview your future neighbors before you move in. Honestly, and I'm not even kidding. Like apologies for that way too long intro. No, but for people who do watch your YouTube channel, I'm sure that they are curious as to where the saga lies. So I'm glad for the update, but I'm sorry that it is what it is. Thanks. Okay, so time for my over it, I guess. Let me know and if you want to take up clogging. I actually am probably pretty good at clogging because I did when I was a dancer back in my dancing days. Um, I definitely did do some Irish step dancing, which is very similar. So oh, let I'm me know familiar. when you're ready. I'll get my tap shoes and I'll pop on over. Um, okay, as, as far as what I'm over, it's kind of related to what you were saying about the mask thing, except the worst possible scenario of all time. So as we are filming this video, I believe it is July 2nd. And this morning when I got up and went on Twitter, I saw a headline from CNN that was so just made me so enraged. I cannot even begin to tell you. And like, I get it. People are just exhausted from being cautionary. I totally understand. Why and, don't they want to wear the mask now? Oh, no, 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 Lily. No, 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 no step forward. I actually even had to write some of this down on my little notepad here. Hopefully I can read my own writing because it's terrible. In Alabama, specifically Tuscaloosa, people are throwing COVID-19 parties. And when you walk in the door, you put like 10 bucks, five bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you want into a pot. You have the party. Everyone's goal is to try to get COVID. The first person who is diagnosed after the party by a doctor with COVID gets all the money. This I is a real thing. I understand the logic there because like, isn't that all just going to have to go towards your medical payments? You would for, think, Lily. You as, would if think, that's, as if that's the biggest pro problem in the story, but. You would think that that would make sense, right? But these are the people who are already thinking it's a good idea to go to a COVID-19 party. So I feel like all rationality is already thrown out the window. Um, who I, wants to get, like, who wants to even get, like, the normal flu? Like, I don't even want to be hungover. It's like, okay, now I have COVID-19, but guess what? I just won 150 bucks. Like, let me tell you, that's not even going to pay your copay on all of your bills. So I, I mean, I don't know how they're handling it, but I find it to be enraging. What was your source on this? CNN. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, CNN. No, no. Yeah. So I actually tweeted it out this morning and got a ton of responses from people. And I guess it was the local fire department in Tuscaloosa who had been hearing about people throwing these parties. And then I guess people started actually getting more COVID and they were able thought, to link it back. I thought you were going to say that it was the firefighters throwing the parties. I'm like, this feels really weird. And I feel like, are you sure it wasn't the onion? <laughs> no, you would have thought I look at my sources as you know, my, my journalism background, but Kind of like in a related note, the city of Newport Beach, you know how Orange County like hasn't really been following the rules at all. Throughout I was going to say it's kind of pretended that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, Gavin Newsom has shut down the beaches in specific parts of California for 4th of July weekend. And Orange County is like, we're still open. Everybody come to Orange County. We're still open. Come to our beaches. But guess what? The mayor of Newport Beach had to announce that they're shutting down the beaches there because like a ton of their lifeguards have COVID. Um, And Newport? On the 4th of July. Forget about it. Everyone's getting arrested. That's all I remember. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's a great time. I've done it many a time, but like, that's like going to Santa Barbara on Halloween. Like, it's like, yeah. there's Out of so control. many people there and oh, wow. Yeah. Well, anywho, um, so that's what I'm over, but what I'm not over, what I'm very excited about is our guest today, Megan Batune. Joining us today for the first time ever on our shared channel is someone that I feel like I've known forever, but like, I don't know if we've ever actually hung out outside of like a VidCon or something, but you're just that much of a presence. It's dancer, YouTuber, podcaster, home decorator, merch maker, entertainer, comedian, Megan Batune. Hi. What an intro. Oh my God, you killed it. I feel good about myself. really good at hyping people up. (laughs) You know what though? It's actually true. So I feel like we have to go back to something that Lily and I were talking about before we hopped on this podcast um, with you just a few hours ago that you may not know, okay? But our relationship (laughs) might have actually begun thanks to a little franchise called Step Up. Is that right? It might I have. Oh, no, no, no. I don't <laughs> think that there's any connection between how anyone knows each other from that, but we all have connections to that movie. I didn't know you were in one of them. Yeah, on, on the fourth one. What are your connections? Um, okay, so a lot. Clever. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that Clever did brand deals for every Step Up movie from like <laughs> two to whatever it's on now. Eight. <laughs> I'm Something not like sure. <laughs> But actually, interestingly, the movie you were in, which is the one that was in Miami, right? The right. flash mob mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ryan Guzman and Catherine McCormick. I remember so it well. Um, so <laughs> Clever, which is where, you know, we worked at the time, had yeah. this exclusive deal with the film that we created like a whole series surrounding Step Up Revolution. Was that what it was? Or That's Step the Up? one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel as though I interviewed the cast almost every day. And I had to have talked to you at some point. I'm going to look into the archives. Wow. I wonder. I mean, I wasn't a principal role. Like I was in the background and then one girl tore her ACL and then I took all of her spots. So then I ended up (laughs) for me, maybe not for her, her knee. Did you do the car dancing? No. So that was before she tore it. I was that was probably where she tore the ACL. (laughs) Jumping on the cars. It was, yeah, it was hazardous. Oh my God. It literally like just had flashbacks to all of those scenes because we had exclusive clips we'd premiere and I'd be like, yes, I will (laughs) upload them. But yesterday, like as I was preparing for this today, I was like, oh, I need to do some like digging. And so I actually looked at some of the clips from Step Up Revolution and you are in the clips wearing a lovely little fedora cap and you have like red hair or something. Is it a different hair color? It is. Oh, very much so. I'm surprised that you could even put that together because it looks like a completely different person. I've like shaved, <laughs> like half of my hair was shaved, like a pointy. I don't know why, why I thought it was cool, but like fire engine red, 
pointy ass like can we cuss on this podcast oh yes 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 okay <laughs> pointy <laughs> here and then completely shaved on the other side like the hat almost for covered the time, all my that hair. That sounds very, very cool and like something yeah. I would have wanted to do, but I've never understood how you can grow out the shave part and it stressed me out too much and I just never yeah. admitted. The thing is you can't. You can't really it do was, it. I was like, was it, was it rough? You just have to like cover it. Like, yeah, it was horrible for like three years. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> um, also, P.S., we've never actually met. I know like, and we've we never even target. like, oh, Benedict. <laughs> Guys. Literally, I'm standing. At, first of all, Target's like the only thing that you can do these days that can bring joy. And yeah. that's why I also have like decor just sitting around my apartment because I go to Target and I'm like, hmm, I don't know where I'm going to put that, but fuck it. Yeah. Throw it in the cart. Um, so <laughs> me and my friend Lisa lives right down the street. We'll do like our daily outing to like fast food. And then if we are really bored and want to go on an adventure, we'll go to Target. Mm-hmm. And we're in this line, you guys. I think I was buying two things and all of a sudden I look and I'm like, the line is forever. At least I would say 40 people long at least. And then also that's our social distancing. So then it's like just the entire store. And then you go to sell checkout, even worse. So everyone's standing there in their masks. I'm like literally like half asleep. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, and I heard your voice. And I was like, that sounds really familiar. And then I'm like, (laughs) I think that's Megan Patoon. And then you, I see her be like, very like, oh, fuck, this line's really long. <laughs> complaining about it. And then she like walks the other way. And I thought about being like, Megan, but I'm like, you have a mask on. You've never met in real life before. And it wasn't going to be like, let me just scream your name. And I'm like, I can't lose my place in this line also. And I so can't. then um, I did the most natural thing uh, that I could think of is just tweet her and tell her that I saw her <laughs> from inside the line. It was incredible. That line was atrocious. I love that we're meeting this way. I, this I'm so glad we have quarantine. a formal meeting because um, the target yelling your name and you being like, oh my God, a weird fan's <laughs> yelling my name or something would have been a little more interesting. But So we feel like we met you potentially initially during mm-hmm. the Step Up era, but I know we've met multiple times over the year and I've just always been such a fan of your work as they say in the biz, I guess. Um, And now you have a podcast and we've just launched a podcast. I love your show. And you're also like Joanna Gaines. It's crazy. Thanks. What are you loving doing most right now? Because you've just done so much. I, yeah. Are you talking about interior specifically? I feel like I'm Joanna in the- Across the board. (laughs) I think my favorite thing in the world is interiors. And so like- Joanna Gaines is so, like, I want to be basically, like, the millennial Joanna Gaines because she's got to be, what, like, 45? I think, I think she's, like, 41. I don't know why I know that, but I think she is. That's very embarrassing. (laughs) I barely know my age. (laughs) But, yeah, you can be a younger version. Yeah, and that would be so cool. Like, just this, like, relatable version. Because initially I wanted to be, like, a millennial Martha Stewart. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, I like that she does so many things. But I, every day, quarantine honestly has been a blessing. Because I have redone every single room. And every time I do, I feel better about myself. So, like, I mean, I'm I not feel having like a bad it, time. It's nice to do, redecorate stuff because you're there all the time. But I don't know how you find the motivation. Like, I've seen some of your, like, oh, I'm just going to casually redo, like, my idea of redecorating is like maybe switching around some pillows and like painting oh, something yeah. different. You're like literally like reconstructing things and painting and doing all. Of, I don't. 
understand. How do you know how to do it? Did you just like figure it out as you go? Yeah, I think that's what like HGTV is missing is the reality of it because like everything is produced, you know, even reality TV when you're watching it, it's like, oh, a pipe broke. But like the pipe is fine. You're just making that up. Mm-hmm. For like the reason I like YouTube and doing interiors on YouTube is like this shit is really happening and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm figuring <laughs> it, it out turns as out I'm going. So good, yeah. That's like my Thankfully. stuff. Like I literally all try things and it's a, and I'm too embarrassed to film it because I'm like I don't want to see uh, <laughs> people see my process because even if it ends up looking okay, it was a it was a very di- like indirect journey to get there. But totally. I, you literally are always just like, and then I'm going to try this and see if it works. And then it just does. Thank God it does, though. Can you imagine if it did? <laughs> I'm yes, like, I can. <laughs> yes. You're like, those are the videos that I don't upload, actually. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so today, the reason we have brought you on our little show, Overshare, where as the title would imply, we overshare, we pick a specific topic. Um, and we just have like this long laundry list of topics. But today we are going to be diving into our worst wardrobe malfunctions. And honestly, the reason that I kind of thought of this one for you is because I think I was like selfishly connecting it to my own illustrious dance career, which I didn't have a career. Like I took tap chop ballet and jazz as a kid. Like that was She doesn't career. brag about that often. No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm glad to have the opportunity. Um, so I can kick it off. I would love to hear this. Okay. So Megan, <laughs> as you know, since we're fellow dancers, by the way, you still, do you still dance a lot? Do or? not insult her. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm as much as a dancer as anyone else now. I hardly dance. I've Full on, like I am a task rabbit, basically. I am only doing interior stuff. Well, and your thing with the hula hoop, which like that's a whole other conversation. Like, Lily, you should see what this woman did with the hula hoop. It was I literally saw it. crazy. It's, it's too much. I literally can't even like stand up for long periods of time. So I don't know how you're learning. Anyway, it was no. a waste of my time. But I well, now it- have a new party trick. Well, it was not a waste for me watching it. I I fully enjoyed it. I would like to be able to show people that I could do anything. So, (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to take you guys back in time to um, the 1900s, which is when I grew up. (laughs) And um, I think I was like, I think I was 13 at the time. So I just want to paint that picture because, you know, when you're 13, you're just going through a lot of changes, a lot's going on with your body and your mind and your hormones. And I was a train wreck. I mean, I honestly still am, but specifically that era was rough for me. So I have a sister who is very savage still to this day. And back when we were kids, homegirl was out of control. Okay. So that's kind of painting the picture. So I had gone to ballet, which I was a terrible ballerina. Like I was too big, too tall. The teacher was always like trying to like tell me to get new hips or something. It was never going to work out. (laughs) Ballet is not part of your uh, illustrious dance repertoire. (laughs) No, I mean, Megan, you know, right? Like if you're a dancer, ballet is something you just kind of have to take, right? Yeah. I mean, I was never good at it, so I just didn't. But I mean, if I wanted to be a better dancer, I should (laughs) have stuck with it for sure. Well, there's still time. We can take an adult (laughs) class. So I come home from ballet and also another side note is like, I hadn't worn a leotard. What I had worn was like just my tights. And by the way, growing up as a dancer, like we never wore underwear. Did you wear underwear like under your leotards or did you do leotards? I, 
I, every time I did a leotard, I did wear underwear. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it was just me and my weird dance studio. Okay. <laughs> the, the, with tights too, though, like three layers, that feels like a lot. It would I be a lot. Did. Yeah. So I just, I had on my pink tights and then I had black like spandex, like almost like just, they look like underwear or bloomers. You'd wear under like a cheerleading skirt and then just like a sports bra. Then I had gone to ballet and my grandparents were in town and my grandpa was like, oh, you're home from ballet. Like you should show me what you learned today. Like, I'm so proud of you. So I was learning like some new hops or jumps or something. And my grandpa is sitting on the couch, right? Just directly in front of me. And I stand about three feet in front of him. And I was Aww. like, Allie, my sister, you know, I'm like, Hey, can you just come spot me? She's probably 10 at this point, maybe 11. And I was like, I want you to spot me. I'm going to try to like do this, this leap. So she puts her hands around my waist and it's like a one, two down up thing. <laughs> one, two down. When Jocelyn comes <laughs> up, what does Allie do? She pantses her pantses her so that her private parts are direct eye line with her 75 year old grandfather. Okay. Oh my and God. I am 13 years old. Okay. And then as you know, these tights and these clothes are so fitted. It's like a penguin. You can't move. So I'm trying to like pull the pants up, but I'm naked. I can't move. My sister's laughing and I just like scurry away. Like I had to like almost crawl because I couldn't move and I'm naked in my family home, which is just so mortifying. <laughs> and I remember going into my closet in my bedroom and shutting the door and being like, I will never come out and I will never speak to my sister again. And usually my parents are like very diplomatic. My mom was like, if you never wanted to speak to her again, that's fine. We support you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So um, oh I'm still God. I'm still in therapy about that, and um, <laughs> it feels good to talk about it. But I just I can't imagine it. Like if I had that happen now, I'd be like, whatever, who cares? But because of the adolescent pubescent age, it was a very rough rough road after that. Wait, you would be like, whatever, if it happened now? Yeah, I, I was mean, like, what are you talking about? I I think I'd still be mortified. Yes, that's I, true. You, you just reminded me of another one that I'm going to add because my first one wasn't that good. I mean, <laughs> so I don't know. I think you're right, actually. I think, I, I mean, I just think as I get older, and I don't know if you guys feel the same. Actually, I do know you feel the same because I just listened to your episode with Asia Dang, who okay. I know. And you were saying, like, as you get older, you care less, right? Yes. It, oh, my God. Yes. About some things. I feel like I would still care about that. I'm just... <laughs> just leaking You're your own right. news <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Megan what's yours I feel like I haven't had many wardrobe malfunctions because I think I'm so particular with the way like I make sure I'm covered and I've, I've always had this weird aversion to cleavage for some reason something I don't know I feel like we compartmentalize so many things and there's something in this attic which I don't even want to like undo something about me and cleavage so like I'm always covered up and I always make sure that I am so I have a reverse wardrobe malfunction in the way that it was on purpose oh. I'm gonna call it she planned I'm it I'm gonna call it a... my brain I, hurts. I'm gonna... I, I don't yeah. know what this means <laughs> I'm gonna call it a wardrobe malfunction in in retrospect because during it I thought I was doing something else but you know when you like make a decision. So well, and then, uh, a wardrobe pro function, right? And like yes. years later, <laughs> yes. years later, you're like, I cannot believe 
my mind worked that out. And I cannot believe I went through with that. And like, it keeps you up at night a lot. Yes. Anything I've ever said in a video ever more than a week ago. (laughs) Totally. So this is around the same age as Jocelyn. It was like, um, I think I must have been maybe 12 or 13. And that you're in like the eighth grade, right? Sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, I guess. Ish, sure. Somewhere <laughs> around there. Yeah. Yeah. 14 year freshman in col- or in high school. So like <laughs> okay. eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah, 12. We'll say a, a solid 12. So my, I grew up in a really, uh, I guess, not sheltered childhood, but like super strict. My mom was super strict. And I have an older sister and we're really close in age. So we're maybe one year apart. And this is around the time where I don't want panty lines because that's embarrassing with jeans when all the cool girls are wearing their Abercrombie and like you can see when you have an underwear line. So I was like, oh man, like I I would love to not one day have an underwear line. And so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I had the same thoughts as a kid. Same thoughts. And they're like, I don't know if it's the same in your household, but to me, they were a sin. To wear thongs, you were sinning every day. (laughs) (laughs) Lily's like, I just never wore underwear. Who cares? <laughs> Literally. I'm learning so much about my childhood through this. So I I don't even know where my sister and I got thongs from. Maybe Walmart or something. I, but I don't know how we would. Uh, all the logistics, not sure. We had thongs in the house and they were not allowed in the house. I remember my mom. Contrabands. Contrabands. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I remember my mom finding them in our sock drawer. But also, why was she looking in our sock drawer? And also, why She's was like she going so down? Weed and finding songs. Honestly, tam- tantamount sins in my household. Like, just as equally evil. Not of the Lord. Out of my house. So, she found them. And then she, like, my mom is so funny. And anytime she finds something wrong, she either, like, keeps it as evidence like she waited until we were home to have the thongs one time I I sent a a picture of it was just like of my shirt it was like my face wasn't in it but it was like my my like tank top and a necklace but like my boobs were featured in it (laughs) maybe this is why I have a cleavage problem (laughs) And, and I remember she printed it out and like waited until I got home so she like has evidence all the time So in this case, she waits for my sister and I to come home and she has the thongs and she waits until we get holding them. She waits until we get home and then she snips like the string part just to be like, you'll never be able to wear these (laughs) and then throws them away so that just in case we fish them out of the trash can, we could never possibly wear them. It's like a loincloth at that point, basically. (laughs) It's like cutting credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. Take that, Patty Lines. I'm crying. No, dude. But Megan, is this where your whole career as like a DIY goddess began? Did you pull out that sewing machine and sew those thongs back together? (laughs) I can fix this. Honestly, maybe. It's like, I got to take everything into my own hands. So she cuts them. They were unwearable. Fine. I'll figure another way out. So I knew that like she could definitely throw something that looked like underwear away. But what if it was a bathing suit? So then I ended up going to some like vintage store or something like that. I don't even know. And like I found these 80s high cut um, 
like bikini bottoms, like teeny, teeny bikini bottoms. I was going to ask, like, where the hell are you going to find a thong bathing suit when you're 13? <laughs> the answer is a thrift store in the 80s section. Resourceful. <laughs> so I take, I buy it. I don't even know where I got them, but I come home and then I, I put them on and I try them on. I'm like, hike them up my cheeks. And I'm like, this will work. No one will see panty lines. But I, for some reason, here's where the malfunction comes in, is that I wanted people to know that I was wearing a thong. Of course. So like, I, wait, do you have, are you the same? No, just tell me you watched Degrassi. I don't, I (laughs) didn't. Were you Manny? Oh no, oh, Jocelyn didn't watch. There's literally a character where she wears a thong and I've even met the girl who plays her afterwards. And like, that's the scene I will, I'll never forget because it's so funny because it's so like, did people do that? Like she does oh, it to be crazy. And she literally has oh, a yeah. G-string that she pulls up and it's like this close up of her in these jeans and she's walking down. It's like just two strings coming out. And I always was like, did people do that? They did, they did, they, they- used to. Yeah, especially me in that grade. Because I thought I was, we were hiding the underwear. <laughs> I, we should have been the whole time. I, that's probably, I probably saw it on something like Degrassi, but I saw it somewhere. You're right. Maybe Britney Spears. And I was like, no, but if I'm wearing a thong, people need to be knowing that I'm wearing one, which is the reason to wear the thong. And so that people don't <laughs> know that you're like, wearing. I thought, I thought we were getting rid of underwear lines, not showing off the underwear. Yep. so wait my question is this so like when did you wear the thong first and when did your mom catch you because I know I don't know this woman but I feel like I know her and she is an investigative reporter so you know she found that secondary thong (laughs) but it was a bathing suit but and that was my counterpoint (laughs) like you can't I need to swim I need to swim (laughs) a a girl's gotta swim you know what I'm saying to your credit, I very vividly remember um, when I was in college specifically, because I could have never done this in high school and gotten away with it. But when I was in college and I'm the same age as Britney Spears, so she was like my everything. Yeah. I very vividly remember never worrying if my thong was showing. Like, oh, people could, who cares? Everyone can see it. Now I would be like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Mortifying. Back then I was like, yeah, everybody, everybody wants to see it. It's great. <laughs> like what? I wish so badly that I was set up like at my computer so I could turn it around and show you guys this clip because I, Lisa and I talk about it all the time. It's so fucking funny because it's so absurd. And it was like, she was all innocent. And then she comes to school and then I stay and she's all hot and has this like bright blue, like rhinestone thong on. It's absurd. But that, oh my God. Just, that makes me so happy. It's so embarrassing. And I feel like it was around the same age for her as well. So I guess it was like in eighth grade, like, look how cool I am. Totally. Like the first time you shave your legs, you're like, I'm doing it. I don't remember. I don't remember it. I I remember it being like a huge blow up. My sister's three years older and she wanted to. And my mom like didn't want her to. It was like a big point of contention for them. And I remember them having a huge fight. And then I think I just got to do like whatever I wanted, whatever. (laughs) She was like, I already had this fight once. I don't, care. I don't care anymore. But you want to know why Megan and I probably remember more? It's because I don't know about you, but um, I'm a mammal. I have a mustache. Oh. It's gone right now. But I have very Brown dark hair. hair like this. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. My You're legs. probably right. 
So I was like, yeah. when can this go away? I'm ready for it to be gone. You know? Totally. Yeah. Mine wasn't really an issue. Mm. <laughs> well, Megan's like, winning. Oh, Megan is definitely winning so far with that story. Um, Lily, oh what God. was your wardrobe malfunction? You for sure win. Um, <laughs> Joss reminded me of, um, I, after college moved, I went to Arizona state, but then I'm from Thousand Oaks. So I moved back home. And then after like interning at Clever for a little bit and then finally got hired, I had no money, but I couldn't commute anymore. So I moved to LA and I don't think I realized how much I went out and partied every weekend <laughs> until just recently when I started doing story times, because apparently that's what the kids like these days. And I'm <laughs> like, I have plenty of stories where I do dumb shit. You want to hear them? <laughs> Absolutely. No one else wants to. But uh, I literally just remember that... <laughs> We used to go to Bungalow every Saturday and we would go after we would go to this brunch place that was like bottomless food and drinks for two hours for 40 bucks. So we get Whoa. super, super fucked up at this brunch. And then we walk over to Bungalow and I remember that line was always ridiculous. We were waiting there and one of my friends decides that she is going to unzip my skirt that is like... I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, when the fuck have I ever owned a skirt that has a zipper <laughs> down the front? Literally the last thing I would ever see myself wearing. But I just, or it might have even been a dress. And she was wasted. And she came up and she was like, woo! And she just like, I probably screamed that. Um, she's like, woo! And she just like unzips it without any warning while we're in line with like literally like a hundred people behind us. And I have no nothing else. And I'm literally just like trying to like hold it together. But it was like a tight thing. So it wasn't like. Oh my God. So I actually think I'd lock that memory out until you just brought <laughs> Please up tell the, me, did, like, but did you have things. on undergarments? No, because that Great. was the thing. It's like, because I have always been someone that to avoid underwear lines, I don't even wear the thong because if you're wearing a tight dress, you can still see that. Oh so I would just not God. wear one. And oh, it was just, it was mortifying. I like literally <laughs> How did you feel get like it, it was back? just, I just kind of, I think a couple other friends were with us and they were like, the friend that did it, I won't name drop her, but they all like yelled at her. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like literally trying to like put it back together. I think everyone was too drunk around us to really care. But oh, well, that's good at least. That was traumatizing. So now I feel like any time I've ever worn anything that even remotely could be unzipped by someone else, I'm like very like on the lookout constantly. It's a sad but world when you have to be so scared of zippers. Oh well, and I'm just like, why? That's not like we were like 24. I'm like, that's not funny. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is, I can't imagine having the confidence to do that to somebody. No. You, if you met this girl, you would understand. <laughs> um, also, but... you're a good person. So <laughs> there's also, also yes. that. Yeah. 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 Um, no, the other one was. I like don't have any, when you say wardrobe malfunction, I don't think of anything where I was like, oh my God, that one time that happened. But um, I was going to even tell the story for New Year's one year before I went out, I went to Megan Rink's uh, apartment and she got me ready and helped me. Um, I had gained weight, not even gained weight. I probably gained like 15, 20 pounds over the course of like a year. And I gained a lot of it in my boobs. But It then was I all your boobs. Weight. It was like the coolest well, then I, weight gain ever. And then, awesome. I, well, and then I lost Unfair. some weight, but then it stayed. It's all gone now, but it stayed. So I just randomly for the first time in my life had huge boobs and I've never showed off my cleavage ever. So then it suddenly was like, oh, 
this is nice. It did wonders for my Instagram. But um, I remember I was going to tell the story of her duct taping my boobs for New Year's one time because I had like a really low cut dress and like what a disaster that whole night was. But it actually like stayed in place and there's duct tape over everything so you couldn't see it. Then I remembered that the following year, maybe the year after, I got home after we, uh, the past, I've always hung out with the same like group of like 20, 30 people on New Year's and we used to always go out, but then we all just got old and boring and we were like, every year it would be like, well, like the pregame was so much more fun. Like we should have just stayed there. So now we just go to my friend's place and she like cooks a bunch of food and we just get drunk there. Much, much better. But (laughs) all the girls are always like, hey, Lil, can you bring your camera and your ring light and stuff? And I'm like, Yes, of course. So we'll set up like a little photo booth. You guys, I got home after New Year's and I go to edit some of the pictures of myself that I had been taking like solo pictures, like posing like this, like holding a drink. I'm nervous. There must have been 15 pictures that my friend had snapped. And I was like the photo, like we were facing everyone. And like, I've known them all for years. Honestly, I don't really care. Not that big of a deal. But I'm going through these pictures. There is not one where literally my nipple isn't like literally (laughs) the dress is just like one of my boobs is basically out. And I'm like, how did no one notice the rogue nipple? The person taking the picture, any and of they the people probably in the room. It. And, the, well, and then I was like <laughs> thinking of all the people in the room. I'm like, you mean all of the guys that were sitting on the couch watching you take pictures? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very shocked they didn't tell me. I photoshopped it out. So it almost just looks like I sh- like it's like weirdly like there's too much boob because the nipple <laughs> should be there. But, you know. Nipple game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And honestly, Luckily, no public I don't know about you guys functions, though. This makes me like feel like a little sweatier than usual just because now I'm like, I guarantee all of us have some sort of wardrobe malfunction in our futures. So oh, just no. be on be on the lookout, ladies. That's well, what I'm saying. Like, well, don't manifest that. <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookouts because we like haven't had that bad ones in the past. Is that what you're saying? I the don't know. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> the best I always is think yet it's funny to come. When, like when people's phones get hacked and stuff and it's like, oh no, the nudes. I'm like, no. They're going to open my camera roll and be like, holy fuck, this girl takes way too many pictures of her dog. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I've always been a big paper trail person. If you don't want, yeah, like I'm like terrified of paper trails. I don't know why it is. I think I've watched too many like investigative shows or something, but I'm like, if you don't want anyone to know, (laughs) never put it out into the universe. Jocelyn will call you to tell you something and you think it's going to be like something like very top secret. It's like the most generic thing ever. And she's like, I don't know. I just didn't want a paper trail. (laughs) Is that true? That's awesome. Well, it's also a little crazy. Or paranoid. (laughs) Slightly paranoid, but thank you for the compliment. I Um, feel like I should do that more. I think you just seem like you have it to get there (laughs) and you always have. And you've been like working in this traditional Hollywood world. Now you're in the YouTube world, which there's obviously like so much crossover. And I think your career is so unique. Like Dang. we, Lily and I have never really like been actors, have we? <laughs> we no, we haven't. I I've not really been um, anything. This is all like, how did I end up here? <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's how I feel too. What do you like? What do you tell like all your young followers or like people who like want to pursue a career in something like what you've done? Like, what advice do you give them? I guess I, no matter what it would be, I don't know. It's so hard because I'm so Type A. But when I was younger, I was so fearless. 
So mm-hmm. I think it's a mixture of being prepared and being ready to jump even when you aren't prepared. Like there's no oh, real yeah. advice except for like, go for it, but also figure out what you'll do if it doesn't work out. And I know all the artists are like, there's no plan B, but like, it's not the worst thing to have a plan B. <laughs> Well, and also I've always said that, especially because like when I am like literally ending up here, it's not like I was like in high school, you know what? I'm going to be a YouTuber. Like that's going to be my dream because at the time that wasn't really a a thing thing yet. But um, I think that as long as you kind of get in the general direction of something you're passionate about, you don't even realize how many jobs and stuff and opportunities there are available that like you can mix your passions. It's like if even like, especially with dancers, I know. That, like I have friends that dance their whole lives, but they were never going to become professional dancers. But now they work for like a dance convention and they get to mm-hmm. still like have their love of dance and be around it. But they're doing something else where they can still be contributing to it without having to actually be in it. Totally. Agreed. Well, um, we're going to move into our final segment of oh, yeah. the show. Are you ladies ready? <gasps> I'm ready. Let's go. So, so long. Farewell. I hate us so much more now. Okay, Megan. So this final segment is called share well, <laughs> you know, overshare, sharing, share well, farewell. Anyways, um, we hate ourselves for it, but I love it. <laughs> this is where we share something um, before we say goodbye that has brought us joy in the previous week. And it can literally be anything. Lily, would you like to go first? I would like you to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have my notes right here because I have to write things down. Otherwise, I can't remember. Gosh, I'm just really aging. Um, That's why I'm making you go first. (laughs) So I feel like, Megan, you're going to like this too because you like thrifting. I do. And I also saw that you were like, this might have been one of your YouTube videos. Were you creating a capsule wardrobe or something? I was, but I'm doing that now. You're doing it now. Oh, maybe you guys saw it like- My paper trail. Oh no, oh no. Well, this is a sneak peek. (laughs) We'll put the link in the info section. Um, So I have gotten really into, I want to get into Poshmark, but I can't commit because I don't have the time. I feel like I need to hire an assistant just to do Poshmark. I don't have time for that. Um, But So I've gotten really into this website called ThreadUp which is very similar, except they do all the work for you. By the way, this is not Spawn, but if they want to Spawn this podcast, absolutely get in touch. So what I do is I just send in boxes because I don't know if you experience this too, but a lot of people just send me stuff, like a lot of clothes, a lot of things. I live in a very tiny apartment with my husband. We have no space. So I'm constantly trying to get rid of stuff. So I send my stuff to thread up and they either sell it and I'll get a credit to make a future purchase just on their website or they donate it for me, which I'm such a huge fan of. So I forgot that I had all these credits on this website. And then I realized I had like hundreds of dollars of credits. So I got a free Louis Vuitton purse, which is wow. very, very off brand for me. Like I have no fancy things <laughs> at all say, whatsoever. Is this 2012? <laughs> yeah. But I've decided that maybe I should start collecting some, like, instead of buying a bunch of stuff, which I'm so over, like just throwaway type stuff, I want to start being an adult and investing in a smaller amount of things that cost more money and will last forever and maintain their value. Yes. So I started with Louis Vuitton and I'm excited about it. I haven't carried it because I haven't gone anywhere in four months, but I'm excited to do it <laughs> at some point. Carrying it to the kitchen, filling yeah. it with snacks, coming back to the couch. 
Yeah. And I actually live really close to a Goodwill and I realized like how often I used to go there. I used to go there all the time. And now I'm just like, well, another place can't go to anymore, but anywho, but that brought me a lot of joy. Um, Megan, what has brought you joy this week? Oh God. Before I figure out what mine is, that is so exciting. What like curating in a capsule wardrobe. Also, there's so many people that I think everyone wears maybe 20% of their closet. So I I call it like the starting lineup of your, yeah, the starting lineup of your clothes. Basically, like when you get these clothes from the dryer, you're like, this is the best day of your life because you can choose from your favorites. Like when it's laundry day and you don't have anything to wear, all the stuff in the laundry is your capsule wardrobe. If you think about it, like those are your go-tos. That's actually mind-blowing now that you think of it. Like all sweatshirts. And that's fine. I love, I love a capsule wardrobe. It's literally, I was gonna say, it's literally saved my life, which is a huge lie. My life was fine before and after (laughs) the capsule wardrobe, but I really enjoy a capsule wardrobe. Also, uh, so besides the laundry thing, like what is the capsule wardrobe? Is it like two shirts and a pair of pants and some socks or like what defines that? I was going to say, I was not even going to ask, but if you go back and look at my face while you guys are talking about it, it's me being like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. capsules, about. love those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could change however much you want. Um, there's a thing called like the 33 rule or something. It's like you've, you've got, a, it shakes out however you want, but like the shoes, the tops, the pants, the dresses, all of them together, that doesn't include accessories and um, the other things, hats and shit, um, that doesn't get counted. So essentially it's just like, Pairing down into your absolute favorites that make you feel the best so that no matter what you grab, things work easily and you'll feel as the maximum good that you can no matter what you're wearing. Because sometimes we have so much stuff that doesn't either fit us, but we don't want to get rid of because we, we spent a lot of money on it or we didn't. Totally. Yeah, like sentimental value things. And it's just like, I, I have pants that, from Reformation that I love, but they, I love them at 9 a.m., but at 9 p.m. they're like saggy. Oh yeah. They're not those are not good genes then. And then you forget about it and then you try and give them another chance a few months later and then it's like, oh fuck, that's why I haven't worn these in months. Right. Yes. And that's when you take them out and you keep what works. I literally just like, and they are not part of the capsule. <laughs> there you did not make the cut, jeans. You're um, out. okay. What is the thing that I love? You're out. Oh <laughs> gosh. I it's hard for me to think about anything else because I just watched the last Harry Potter movie and it was so good. But let me think of something that like I've, oh, you know what I've been really liking, which is kind of on the heels of a capsule wardrobe, is just the French culture in general. <laughs> Ooh la la, c'est soir. Oh, Tell us like, your oh, <laughs> size. I just know that that's going to cue all of Jocelyn's French. <laughs> Toilet, baguette. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love France. Actually, Lily and I went to Paris last summer to go to the World Cup, which was so Is that, cool. What's yeah, going do on? Do you want to know what else we did when we went there? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm nervous, but I also want to know. So while we were at Clever, one of our um, most iconic videos, which I actually did enjoy this one, although it was mortifying, was uh, dressing as twins for a week. So when we started our shared channel, we were like, well, let's like, everyone loves the twin thing. Why don't we do that? So we were going to dress as twins while we were in Paris. Oh my God. Oh my God. Was it your idea? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my (laughs) God. Joss, was it your idea? Yeah, it was actually one of our um, friends' ideas. 
that since we were in Paris, it only made sense that we dress as the character Madeline. Okay. Because she was from <laughs> Like two from, girls in lines, house covered in vines. Yeah, we fucking dressed up as yes. Madeline and walked around Paris holding baguettes while people stared at us like we were, like, literally, I was like, is this cultural appropriation? Is like, this honestly, <laughs> should we not be doing this? I don't know. We were in, like, trench coats and, like, little white gloves, and it was just, it was mortifying, and yeah. I'm still, I'm, like, sweating thinking about it. This was recently, but I'm curious, like, um, what is your, what is the root of your French obsession? And like, what are your favorite things besides baguettes? Obviously. Obvious. Um, that, first of all, I gotta see that video. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we should private it. <laughs> I've done that before. Like, private all the videos I think are embarrassing. I'm left with like, like when four. I'm like on dating apps and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I don't know I feel like everything about it is so nice like especially like the way that they dress because they're not flashy in any way they're really sustainable they walk everywhere so like they're not wearing sky high heels they don't they look like they don't try that hard and they look like they have a better life like they barely wear makeup they barely look like my Very hair I didn't do it which I'm like, this is the most French I can be because I do You actually do my hair. look incredibly French at the moment. You, you could pass as French for sure. Yes. Are you Stop. French? Are okay. you? That's fr- uh, no, I'm not. I <laughs> oh, think okay. I saw that on a stop sign once. I'm learning <laughs> French. I have a, a workbook somewhere. <laughs> oh, you're one of the people. It's like, I'm going to learn a new language during quarantine. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to binge any kind of show that I can possibly find. I've been through every stage of quarantine. I've like been through the binging. I've been through eating everything. I've been through working out like crazy. Right now I'm on. I didn't get that one yet. (laughs) It'll come. We're going to be in this for indefinite amount of time. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I just I think they're so classy. They'll never be shown wearing a brand, which I think is so nice. They don't flaunt their money. They overdress for the small things. They they close in the middle of the day so that they can go, we had our day. Now it's time for us to transition into our night. We're not working anymore. Like they just feel like they have a lot of balance in their life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't go on diets. They eat croissants and chocolate, but they eat in moderation and they walk everywhere. It just seems like, it seems just way more chill. And I love it. And it's it's just so classy. Mm -hmm. I picture you in a a Gucci loafer. You know, I feel like that's, (laughs) Even though Gucci's an Italian brand, I just feel like that's like a French vibe I think you should roll with. Oh, a nice love it. loafer. Add to cart. Add to yes. cart. A nice $2,000 loafer. No big deal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Lil, what about you? What's brought you joy this week? Um, What brought me joy this week, obviously, is related to something I was watching because that's all I've been doing. Um, <laughs> Did you guys watch Unsolved Mysteries growing up? Absolutely. I, that's what With made me afraid Robert to get married. RIP. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. That was me and my sister's favorite show. I mean, I watched first my first Nickelodeon show was Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then my mm. dad let me watch Psycho when I was like five. So I feel like it was just all downhill from there. <laughs> but specifically, Unsolved Mysteries was our shit. It was like anytime you were like sick at home, it was like Price is Right. And then Unsolved Mysteries. And Netflix just rebooted it. 
Uh, I actually, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of like a fake one, though, because I've watched most of it and it's like kind of boring and not as good as I hoped it would be. But I also think I've just been distracted with like the world ending and Mm -hmm. haven't been able to give it my full attention. But um, Unsolved Mysteries is back. (laughs) Wow. Is it the same host? No. R.I.P. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Robert Stack. Well, yes. he brought a lot of no. joy to the world and solved a lot of mysteries. He was iconic <laughs> and he had a nice trench coat. I, I, it was, it's not the same without him. You know, the guy on Tiger King, the producer on Tiger King, kind of his outfit choices reminded me of the Unsolved Mystery guy. Not very French looking though, to be clear. He <laughs> didn't have the French I thing going on. To rewatch Tiger King because I feel like the things everyone was focusing on were so not the important details that I was watching. I'm like, are we ignoring that? I mean, not that it's not important that she maybe killed her husband and fed him to tigers and stuff. But like, I feel like there was so much happening that like no one is even mentioning. And it's just like, oh my God, Carol Baskin. And I'm like, (laughs) this is a lot of like, I was just confused the whole time. There was too what many about the animal on. cruelty? You know, the whole animal cruelty thing. Have you watched, Megan? Did you watch Tiger King? I think I'm the one person in the world slash quarantine that did not watch it. I couldn't get into it, to be honest. It was too much happening at once. Really? And then it was just like very interesting characters that told very conflicting stories. But honestly, Megan, you don't really probably have much time to watch because you're too busy, like, busy, like, whittling things and, like, <laughs> doing all of these things. Do you watch That's- Do you watch TV? Do you have time for that kind of stuff? I love that. I, I have only really watched movies lately. Oh, I've gotten into Rick and Morty, though. That's a fun one. Um, yeah, they're the ones who I've, had the Szechuan sauce. Right? I was going to say, I've, I've never watched, but we did spend $125 to buy a bootleg Szechuan sauce back when that happened. What was, I haven't gotten to that season. So it got super popular and everybody wanted it and they brought it back. Supposedly, I guess the, like, I guess the creator, one of the writers is like a huge fan of the Szechuan sauce that specifically came out of McDonald's for Mulan back in the day. And it was only like a limited, uh, can't talk, limited edition thing. And then years later, they like have a nod to it in the, um, in a Rick and Morty episode, because I guess they time travel to go get this Szechuan sauce because they're that obsessed with it. So then McDonald's is like, ooh, let's bank on this. We'll make a Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce. But they only sent like less than a hundred to like some McDonald's. And there was like genuine, like people rioted. Like they were like trying, it was absolutely ridiculous. So then we found, um, literally there's a whole vlog of us like doing the whole negotiation process because we had like three numbers we're texting at once because it was when we were at Clever because we obviously are not spending our own money on that. I do not <laughs> give a fuck about the Szechuan sauce. But literally we um, ended up doing a handoff at um, the Shake Shack in the Century City Mall. And the girl was like, I think I'm going to put the money towards college. And we're like, oh my God. Did you try it? Is it worth it? Was it good? Yes, and then we did an episode of Cheat Day where we tried it, and then we also made our own Szechuan sauce. And nice. I'm someone that like literally like doesn't even like sriracha or like I yeah, have ketchup. That's like the extent of my condiments. So I was probably not the right person to be trying $125 sauce for taste, but luxury. It was fine. Oh my gosh, something I forgot to bring up. But when I was thinking food, I thought of how you made your own birthday cake. And I thought that was so cool. I considered doing it, then did not. But did you two (laughs) know, did the two of you know that your birthdays are one day apart? No. Are you 28? Yeah. Wow, I'm 29. 
Oh my God, listen how crazy this is. Do you know Kristen McAtee? Yes. So we have the same birthday and we've <gasps> known that for a while. But then on uh, just, it was literally this, uh, this past month, she texts me and she goes, is it Max's birthday? Because it was my dog's first birthday. Her dog's birthday is the same as my dog's birthday. Kismet, crazy. And wow. I literally, I like normally would be like, okay, what, like whatever, weird coincidence. But I like stopped and I was like, that's really fucking weird. That's, that's actually very, very strange that they're both like adopted, that they, we didn't even like, that was the birthday I was told, but like, it probably isn't even right. But wh- I, what are what the chances? Wow. Good, good this, the simulation is glitching. I love it. Yeah. This is a Rick and Morty episode <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, especially thank being that you. you are a podcasting queen. You've already done like how many episodes of your podcast have you done like a hundred or something over a hundred I think dang that's crazy that's so many hours of talking you know like (laughs) do you ever think about like why like the people I mean I like listening to you too so So I feel this I know like want to listen to you like I'm like oh really people just listen to this whole conversation like all all of us though how cool is that it's awesome it blows my mind (laughs) It's pretty amazing. So if you are listening right now to this in podcast form, we thank you very much. But Lily, before Megan goes, we have to send her away with our, our farewell. We're going to creep her out. I'm a, I, that's what we do. I'm One, ready for my farewell. Two, two three. Thank, thank you, you for sharing. For sharing. Ha, see, if you start, it's kind of okay, Elise. You make it weird every time. But that's basically our cult invitation for you. Love it. I'm in. Great. I'm I'm a real easy <laughs> Guys, sell. We're, we're, we're growing strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last thing for the two people living under a rock that are listening to this and don't know where to find you, where can all the people on the interwebs find Megan Batoon? The easiest way would be Instagram at Megan Batoon and my podcast, Just a Tip Podcast, which you guys are gonna be on very soon. And yay! Other than that, YouTube, I'm on it literally type my name in you'll find something that's probably embarrassing and that's a good place to start i relate i relate um well thank you for being on the show thank you to all of you guys who are watching on youtube and listening on spotify apple anywhere the podcasts live please do us a favor subscribe give us all the stars and even write us a little review if you feel inclined because we need it people we need the help okay um positive reviews please please (laughs) only positive talk only share positive words um but we love you guys and we'll see you next time bye Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.